There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, guys. Oh, we've just we, been we, giddy we're, all day yes. today with exciting guests, the Marconi Award. It's been this, quite the productive yeah. hump day here. Oh, my gosh. It's Casey's birthday. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. happy birthday, Casey, Casey the Scorpio. That's right. Yeah. Go, Casey. Go, 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 Casey. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. Well, I'm going to shift the tone here okay. a little bit because we do have some serious stories to talk about in the Dirt Alert this afternoon. So let's take a moment and discuss some of these. So the headline this afternoon is that Astro World Security Guard, the one that people have been talking about that perhaps was injected with drugs, well, he fell unconscious after a blow to the head. So mm. this is according to a new mm. report from the Houston Police Department. Now, it was initially rumored that the security guard at the Astroworld Festival had fallen unconscious after being pricked by a needle that was, uh, and that's not the case. He was struck in the head and was not injected with drugs. This is according to the Houston police chief today. And Apparently he, that was like a rumor, though, that was going on. That was making people panicking right. that someone was jabbing people with a needle. Oh, my gosh. Right. And if that kind of rumor starts at a concert like that, it's going to cause some panic, cause panic, right? Because you're going to be thinking about your safety. You're going to want to get away from the scene. Exactly. Yeah. So according to uh, the police chief of Houston, police have since spoken to the security guard. He said he was struck with the in the head. He was unconscious. He woke up in the security tent. He says that no one injected drugs in mm. him. Wow. Yeah. But a lot of bad stuff is coming out in this investigation. I mean, it it is not looking good here. It is looking just like a series of unfortunate events and mismanagements and mishaps. I wonder if Travis Scott realizes how much his career is going to change. How it changes, don't know, but right. it is going will never be the same. No. No, it I won't. I wonder if he gets that or understands that. I heard that Post yet. Malone is is going to be in the Vegas thing this weekend for him you know yeah and the entertainment shows are all extra and entertainment tonight have pulled out so many clips of so many artists stopping shows oh to show what the right thing to do is yeah yeah i've seen some of those too Lori. you know many a famous act of people i think a couple of them that i saw one was lincoln park yes yes chester yes chester benningfield and they did a lot of moshing and you know it got intense if you were up front you knew 
you were, but he was always keeping an eye on the crowd. Yeah, and Kurt Cobain too. Yes, stopping a concert there. Wow. So yeah, it has been done in the past. So we'll move on from Astro World. Mm-hmm. Let's go over to the movie Rust, where uh, a gaffer on the set of the movie Rust is now suing, suing Alec Baldwin, the armorer and producers of the film Rust for negligence in the onset shooting incident that took the life of the director of photography in that movie. What, what does this? What is a gaffer? They just kind of do everything. They hold the big pole with the sound, I thought. Is that it? Uh, yeah, they are part of the sound crew. Okay. Yeah, they hold okay. that stick with or the microphone it. on the end, I think. Oh, I want to I wanna uh, correct that. It's actually the chief electrician oh, on the is. unit. So it is the, the electrician. Uh, felt They're saying that they felt a whoosh of air and heard the loudest shot he has ever heard on set and then watched helplessly as his friend Helena Hutchins faded away in his arm. This is according to a lawsuit that was filed yesterday. So this suit is the first to be filed in connection with the tragedy on the set of the film Rust. And uh, so... Wow. You're not- right. And the gaffer is the chief electrician. Pretty important yeah. job in the movie. Did I read that right? That he... That that scene was a rehearsal scene yes. and that there shouldn't have been anything mm-hmm. in that gun? Well, of course. Yeah. No, but it, not nothing. E- nothing. Not even not, blanks. Yes. Not even a blank. That yeah. it was a rehearsal for Alex to... Be working on that set. Yeah. So on the day of the shooting, the gaffer said he was setting up lighting inside a church building while the director, Alec Baldwin, and other crew prepared to shoot the scene. He said he was standing about six to seven feet from Alec Baldwin when Baldwin removed the gun from a shoulder holster and he heard a shot, which he said was so loud that his ears felt muffled afterwards. Mm. He also felt a, quote, strange and terrifying whoosh of air from his right hand side and felt gunpowder spray across his face and etch his glasses. And that's when he saw Hutchins on the ground and he helped her and then put his hand on her back trying to keep her calm and then he noticed the hand placed behind her back was becoming wet with blood so you know he was right there and so he's suing and the suit accuses several people of failing to properly inspect the gun to make sure it did not contain live rounds including Alec Baldwin the armor Hannah Gutierrez Reed and the first assistant director Dave Halls it also accuses the film's producers of failing to hire enough competent crew to maintain a safe set like I mean it could have been him too Mm -hmm. yeah I mean feeling the whoosh the etching on the glasses Mm -hmm. I mean it's just like inches between yeah that's a that's another person's life is never going to be the same again no you know and I just you wonder like uh oh that woman that her nine year old boy that and her husband that just mm-hmm. is just oh boy. it's heartbreaking it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah it really is so this is just the first lawsuit safe to say probably there will be more lawsuits about the negligence on the mm-hmm. set of this movie hey we're getting our first look at Downton Abbey 2 Ooh. a teaser has been uh, released and I'll put this on the show links page for tomorrow and we are seeing Tom find love again mm. and he gets married the chauffeur oh, the chauffeur yes. I'm so excited this was such a good I, movie it was so, so good. good it was Perfect. And the puzzle that they sent for the promotion piece, it yeah. took me a year. Oh, my God. Because I lost the box yeah. cover, and it was oh all black. It was going crazy. What was the puzzle? It was the front of the, the estate. estate. Mm-hmm. The but guy. the top, the bottom part was all black. And I couldn't, I, I lost the cover, yeah. you know, so I just had, it was Blind Man's Bluff. I just want them to keep <laughs> making Downton Abbey movies as long as Maggie Smith will be in them. Yeah. She's so great. I mean, honey, as long as she wants to sign up and collect a paycheck, yeah. 
Then we'll watch this now. Downton Abbey 2 is not going to be in theaters until March 18th. It was supposed to be a oh, Christmas time movie, but we're right. you know we're going to have to wait since things have been pushed back a little Holly, bit. Holly, did you watch the full trailers uh, of Being the Ricardos that you posted? Because we got a teaser that was avo- avoiding Nicole Kidman's face as Lucy. Oh, first I want your guys' opinions on this trailer of Being the Ricardos. Okay, Lori, let's go first. It doesn't look like Lucy and it doesn't look like Nicole Kidman. There's a lot of maquillage and stuff. I, I, it doesn't look like Nicole Kidman at all, and I bet she brings it. Mm. Just, I, I'm just gonna say they're trying to figure out how to make Nicole Kidman's face be expressive because I don't know if anyone in Hollywood had a more expressive face than Lucille Ball. But they knew all this before they cast her, Laura. Julia. Sometimes producers want who they want. Give me Meryl Streep. Give me Nicole Kidman. No. I don't want Deborah Messing. Oh, yeah. You know, so what's interesting about that, I think that both of you guys touched on something where Nicole Kidman is in the uncanny valley, meaning that her face has been manipulated so much, I think, both physically and digitally. I think yeah. that they've gone in and done some post-production. <laughs> on to her tr- face? On to her try face. and make her look more like Lucy. Yeah. It I, looks weird. Right. And so we're sensing that. And we're we're looking at it. So it looks like this movie is going to be focusing, you know, a small week of I Love Lucy. They're going to get into Lucy being a communist, Lucille mm-hmm. Ball being a communist. Which you know, that's the, shocking. Well, and it's true. We found her a uh, communist card. You can find yeah. it online and she says wow. it right there. So, you know, in the 1950s, they weren't particularly particularly right. fans of that, the FBI. So we're getting into that. Mar- extramarital affairs, yeah. all sorts of stuff. So Being the Ricardos is going to be in theaters December 10th. The following week it will be on Amazon on Prime. Amazon. Well, yeah. we want it to be good, but I'm really having trouble making my eyes make sense of what I'm seeing. <laughs> Give it the old college <laughs> try. Thank you, Holly. Right. Yep. All right, let's take a look at your My Talk traffic, you guys. It's Wednesday. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia from the Marconi, Marconi Award winning My Talk 1071 station, and it's time for. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Well, I'm going to tell you what's a scandal is that Bebe Zahara Benet was never on our show. <laughs> and I know he asked to be on our show and I know he was denied and we didn't know what was going on because this would have been because we're like the same age in the Twin Cities yes. as far as 20 years, 20 years, mm-hmm. we're yeah. 19, 20, yeah. you know, and people were probably telling, you know, who knows. But uh, anyway, I think that is a vintage scandal. <laughs> yes. But the last Wonderful, great laugh is on Bebe because Bebe has a movie. No kidding, being Bebe, it's going to premiere at the Walker I, this yeah. Saturday night. And really, what a story! Because after I saw him on Jason's show yesterday, I was just like, I am really, you know, so much more than just you know a drag quote unquote well, queen, which she likes. He likes to be called the drag artist. Artist, but when he came out and did that show mm-hmm. and RuPaul, he, and he. Turned it down. He was like, twice. Yeah, he thought it was going to be a thing where people were going to make fun. And it wasn't until Ruth Artists. Right. I read this in Ross Rayla's story about a Pioneer Press. um, That until RuPaul personally came to Minneapolis. Yeah. And said, take it, you know, be on the show. Which is amazing. Yeah. So anyway, that is my and your vintage scandal for this day. Thank you, love. Okay, but here Thanks is... Thanks for telling us here what is we should the, be scandalized about today. Well, I mean, it, I think that truth. is... I, I really was just like, oh, man. 
Okay, so the vintage scandal, though, for today is one of the things a couple weeks ago when, you know, this, the, 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 the accident happened on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie and uh, the cinematographer Helena Hutchins was killed by a real bullet was that, um, I think it was GMA, they had a, they had a statistic and mm-hmm. a story, but that since just 1994 alone, you guys, there have been 44 fatalities fatalities but deaths on the sets of movies and it's from not 1994 to like 2010 wow they i mean so many and i thought 44 that can't, i didn't know it was that much that can't be so okay so here's here's it's a reminder about the dangers um and in the past different fatalities have led to reforms but the only one that it really came to mind that I remembered because it was so tragic and it was so terrible. And get ready to Google Gant Grant because this is somebody's dad. But in 1982, Twilight Zone, the movie, there was a helicopter crash that decapitated actor Vic Morrow and two child actors on the set. Of this movie, and it was filmed in Vietnam, and it led to new safety standards for the use of choppers during filming because so many, you know, choppers everywhere. And, you know, think of all Apocalypse Now, and, you know, Magnum, oh, yeah. there's a lot yes. of chopper, Platoon, choppers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the helicopter came down after debris from explosions staged during the scene rose 100 feet in the air and damaged the the rotor. Director John Landis and four others were acquitted of involuntary manslaughter charges. The families of the child actors settled lawsuits years later, and federal agencies, including the FAA, enacted new rules for filming with helicopters. And that was just like... I that was I just remember that being huge, yes. horrific news. Oh, yeah. And Vic Morrow... Is the father of who? Vic Morrow? Yeah. I told you to get ready to Google, Grant. Yep, yep I've got... Uh... Is, and the, the kids were seven and six, mm. and their parents didn't speak English, and the waivers that they signed, anyway, you know, it also, it was just absolutely you know people oh, were I outraged. did not know that that's who their dad was. Vic Morrow's daughter is... Mm-hmm. Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Jennifer Jason Lee. Wow. That was that was her dad. And she was, you know, whatever, nine or ten right. or I don't know how old she would have been. But um, you know, the kids Vic was decapitated, the seven-year-old and the other little kid was crushed. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh so, you know, people were just outraged on every level and the the and the National Transportation Safety Board found that the explosion was just too damn close to the helicopter, and it was a lack of coordination right. between the pilot and the director, and it led Jeez. to legal action that lasted for over a decade. Wow, over a decade, and it was and Morrow kept. There's a there was a story. I don't know if somebody did a book, but he was very hesitant about the whole scene. Too close. Wow. With the kids. 
So that's kind of, that's the one that a lot of people think of. And then the other one that people thought of was the Crow actor, Brandon Lee. Yes. Bruce Lee's son died in March of 1993 after he was shot in the stomach while filming a scene for the Crow. A makeshift bullet was mistakenly left in a gun from a previous scene and struck him. And OSHA fined the production $84,000. That's it. That's it. Wow. But the fine was later reduced to 55000 What? Yeah. Yeah. Some other ones that happened at Motherless Brooklyn, which uh, I, I remember Casey saw this. It's an Edward Norton film that came out in 2018. Oh, yeah. They had a set fire that killed an FDNY firefighter. I remember. Oh, yeah. That was a big deal. The that was a big in the building. Yes. On the set. Yes. And the FDNI well, was called in to contain the blaze, and a decorated firefighter, 37 years old, died on the set. He'd yep. been cited for bravery. And the film, they were doing this period costume, and they had like, they had bad fire, uh, live fire policies for making a movie. And people, you know, it took 175 firefighters to get, to that, get that fire out. That's right. I remember it was huge in a like side-by-side row house apartment, <sighs> yeah. three-story high brick. In The Expendables 2, an explosion killed a stuntman on a rubber boat. Do you guys mm-hmm. remember that? I do that? remember hearing that, yeah. That was Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, and Arnold Jet Li. And the stuntman was killed. He uh, There was an explosion in Bulgarian... Uh, uh, press. I mean, people were just like they were denying that it happened. You wow. know, they were denying it was happening. Right. And then they said they weren't on the set Stallone right. that it was their stunt doubles. And anyway, um, uh, you know, it all. A lot of times, it is stunt people that will happen. You know, that it'll happen to. Sure. Also, what about the stunt? What was that movie? Midnight that just- Rider, which was the biopic of Greg Allman. And that was filming in 2014. And the camera operator was run over by a train during the filming. And other crew members were badly injured by by the flying debris. And the crew, the filming crew, no one got permission to be on the tracks doing this bed scene. No one notified Georgia Pacific, you know, whatever the train. To tell them to maybe not have a train running that day? And the state of Georgia filed criminal charges against the film's director who pled guilty um, and to involuntary manslaughter and trespassing. He was sentenced to two years in jail but got out after a year and fined 75000 by OSHA. And, of course, I'm sure he was sued. And then, you know, here's one. Um, a, Dis- a Discovery Channel thing. It was called Untitled Military Project. And it was a helicopter crashed in L.A. and it killed three people. And it was I a reality yes. TV series. I that. And it took place on a moonlit night and the pilot wasn't wearing vision goggles. And federal investigators later learned that a light used to illuminate an actor's face in the cockpit hampered the pilot's ability to fly. Oh. and This was the big one. Yeah. Don't you remember this? Okay, famed stunt pilot Art Scholl died, died while filming footage for Tom Cruise's classic Top Gun. Yes, yes. 1985, he'd been That's performing right. an upside-down spin. Oh, sorry, in a camera quit. Aerobatic biplane, and he plunged in the Pacific Open, and he said, I have a problem, I have a real problem. His body was discovered. He went, he died. There was the stuntman that was Vin Diesel's stunt double in a 2002 movie. We did a paragliding thing. 
He a, died. A stunt woman died on Deadpool 2. That was they it. keep it very quiet. No, yeah. but that one was public. Remember she? They were public for a while. Yeah, yeah. I know. But you forget how many. Uh, I can't believe it's this high, Lori. I do forget how many. Yeah, there's just, there's I'm a lot. Going, they, they, yeah, don't be. Don't I'm not going to be a stunt person. Stunt person but <laughs> I remember when the SAG Awards, like they fought and fought to have stunt people recognized. As a category, they do at the Screen Actor Guild Awards because they are so important to the yeah. making of, of movies. movies. And, and they did they eventually include them? In yeah, the, they yeah, they did. They did. Good. About, good. Yeah, and like they maybe give 10 away years ago. and they give away that award on the red carpet before the show starts. Yeah. Well, recently too, he wasn't doing something for a movie, but there was the stunt man that got hurt on the set of. Um, America's Got Talent, too. That was like, what, a couple oh, weeks ago? That was just a couple weeks ago when he was slammed between two cars, yes. right? Yeah. 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 And All right, danger, danger. Danger, danger. There's just, there's just a lot. Movies and TV, but yeah, it's... So changes happen from some of them, depending on right. what they're using. If it involves, you know, yeah. I guess the helicopters that made a change and stuff, but and the explosions, but... Now the gun thing I think will be changed now. Oh, finally, hopefully on this one, it probably Brandon Lee's family said it should have happened when he was killed. Yes, but Agreed. it wasn't. So anyway, all right. Well, well thanks, there Laura. is our vintage candle. My, oh, my goodness, yes. we'll be right back. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, here's a classic moment that happened on our radio show today. Remember when uh, Lori, host of most popular show on a radio station that just won a Marconi, guy who invented radio for best large market, asked asked uh, Julia and the president who was Marconi and no one knew. <laughs> <laughs> that was epic. Yeah, you know, he yeah. was someone really good. Yeah, somebody really, a good guy. really big. We didn't do our research. That was all on us. Yeah. I know. Well, that was another classic. Let's, let's play this, too, just for a quick okay. little recap of all what right. actually happened today for everybody. Thanks. Here are the nominees for Large Market Station of the Year. KTMY-FM, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. WALK-FM, Long Island, New York. WTMJ-AM, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. WVKL-FM, Norfolk, Virginia. WKRQ-FM, Cincinnati, Ohio. And the Marconi goes to... KTMY FM, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Whoa. This guy's Th- this guy's voice didn't match his face. <laughs> it was it was a David Beckham moment, totally. <laughs> it was. Just, Grant, I met David Beckham yeah. before anyone knew what his voice sounded yeah. like. Oh, that would have been downtown. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I was so excited. I'll never forget when yeah. I had my Monique Lulier outfit on, my JB Hudson um, diamond. Um, stern earrings, whatever they were, and yeah. I couldn't have looked and prettier. I, I have to admit, Lori didn't. Look great. I, I, I look great that night. Yeah, you didn't care. You were out on a mission to meet him. I w- just to say hi, and yeah. so I was so excited to meet him, and I get to meet him. The galaxy was in town for some event. This is before anything. Yeah, we knew. And he, hey, hey, David. I thought I was going <laughs> to fall over yeah. and die because we hadn't heard him speak. Well, and there's some kind of a thing, you know, like people are like trying to not get voice fished. What? Right. But With, this is before the technology no, was even there. No, I'm not saying yeah. that. But like how, you know, you can can you do your voice like people don't want to get voice fished by somebody. They want to actually talk to somebody. They don't want someone just doing the 
like trying to misrepresent their voice. Right. People have such strong reaction to people's voices. You'll rule out meeting somebody. That's why, like, don't have too many going back and forth in messages. No, just if talk, to, talk to somebody to see if you should even waste your finger breath. <laughs> your finger breath. That's very, Lori, Lori. That was a good one. Yeah. I'm going to give you a point for that one. Thank Lori you. beat me. Other things that happened today, the Unseen, Sound Unseen Festival kicks off tonight with Jagged um, at Parkway Theater. I think tickets are still available. That's at 730. Yeah. And after the movie, you can, and this is going to debut then on HBO in next, a couple, next, oh, week. next week. But it's supposed to be phenomenal. It's an opportunity. And the director The director there. and yeah. the producer, who Jay right. was darling, and Jim, the head of the festival. Right. And then we, we've and had... And then someone in the audience will probably ask her, why did Alanis hate this movie so much? No, they're going to ask her. And they said it's great. Everyone yeah, thinks... everyone and who walked out of the movie was like, what is what's Alanis? What's wrong with her? Alanis. 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 Uh, by the way, if you'd like to, because, you know, we're getting excited for this, even though, um, you know, it'll be here soon enough, but we posted what, the trailer. <laughs> no, CBS posted the trailer for Adele's One Night Only. Oh, right. The ratings on this are for sure going to beat Harry and Meghan. I hope they know that. Well, I don't think they care. Fine. But anyway... It's a two-hour special, and CBS is letting us know. They gave us a trailer like it's a movie, and we posted it. And we see a little bit of her at the stage at the Griffith, yes. but we see her in a beautiful white suit with bedazzled uh, detailing, and it looks like the garden that Harry and Meghan and Oprah sat down in. It, oh. it looks like that same setup. <laughs> oh, nice. Sorry, and we the only clip we hear says, it's elegant, but I tell fit. Filthy jokes, you know? And then the camera shot to Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade, and Lizzo were in the crowd. So that's what I got out of that trailer. All right, they did. Yeah. All right, other things that are happening tonight. The The CMAs. I know, and the movie premiere of Clifford the Big Red Dog on Paramount+. Plus. (laughs) People will want to see that. Jennifer Hudson's going to be performing tonight at the CMAs. Of course, Keith Urban. I hope he does a new song. And I don't know, I think, I don't know if, if Brandy Carlisle is there Well, tonight. here is Luke Combs. Um, it's all the usuals. Brothers Osborne, Dan and Shay, Old Dominion, Blake Shelton, Mickey Guyton, uh, Miranda Lambert. Good. Carly um, Pierce. Carrie Underwood, Luke, Luke Combs, yeah, Eric Church, Chris Stapleton. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. I uh, Dolly shows up. She makes everything better. I don't know that she oh, will. Oh, she would, that would be a great... Little. He showed it. She showed up, uh, you know, um, she showed up for Carrie and Brad like the last time they hosted. She came out. Yeah, she did. She did. Now, Grant, are you a country fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I grew up on that. So stuff, I. Mm-hmm. I like country music, it, but not you? in the wintertime. It's more for summer. You Isn't know, outside drinking, boating, drinking. boating cabin, yeah. campfire. But wintertime comes and I shut that off and I go to classic rock. It's just like kind of a seasonal thing for me. You go to classic talk, did you say? Yeah. My classic talk? talk. Yeah, yes. I heard that. I heard that right. I thought I did. Now, let's go back, you guys. Uh, let's go back to uh, People Magazine uh, naming that ageless vampire Paul Rudd as the 2021 sexiest <laughs> man alive. The Ant-Man. He's 51. Uh, let's talk about them going, people going with another Marvel hunk. As the sexiest man with the pulse. Has anyone seen Ant-Man? Oh, so many, Julia. Yeah. Like, yep. have you, Lori? Uh, no. I and have. have you, Grant? Yes. Yes. Okay, I've never he seen He is it. a Marvel guy. Yeah, he's... But he's, here's what he is. I mean, many people have he's aggressively a funny guy. 
horny feelings for Paul Rudd. Oh, uh, that's what I'm from saying. From Clueless. I mean, seriously, from Clueless. People have been thirsting for him mm. for decades, and People Magazine is just now um, they catching up uh, to it. I Listen, wish I wish they would have had him for the Friends reunion. I thought that was a bad move, not having him around for yeah, that. Yeah, he had a silent role. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's been a hottie since Clueless, you guys. It he's was Clueless. We years fell in love. They have finally acknowledged all that charming, nice guy sex sexiness and he's also going to be in ghostbusters mm-hmm. but he was pretty uh funny in his interview and all that th- stuff but it's back-to-back marvel's superheroes That's for people okay. magazine there's so many marvel i movies. loved his character and this is 40 and um Jennifer oh, Aniston was in uh, gosh when that it's and then it's Reese the, Witherspoon. oh my god who's in that Ooh, what are you talking about the movie this, this is 40? 40 yeah you know when they they all turn forty? It, yeah. it, was, the, it was the sequel to yeah. the movie about being pregnant. Um, one second here. I don't know. We don't need to go off on that. But he was on Colbert last night, and they were so cute together because that's when they announced it. Hey, you know? I started to Google it really quick, and I came up with "Born on the Fourth of July." So yeah, I hope so. you you did. <laughs> and he's married, so the oh, only very thing, happy. Uh, we yeah. just lost from afar. Yeah, we're, well, Julia, I was going to say for Christmas, I could get you a giant body pillow. <laughs> I, I, could, I could get his face, you know, like uh, lasered or t- you I don't know, want put it. on there. I don't want it. All right, knocked what would up. you like? Yeah, knocked, knocked up. up. Yeah. He's a knocked up, and then I'd the like you for Christmas to grocery shop yeah. for me once a week and put it in my refrigerator, oh, so I wouldn't have to do that. That would be like the best present. <laughs> to come home and have groceries. Everybody, have a fantastic night. Grant, thanks for everything. We'll be back tomorrow. Congratulations to the two of you guys. 19 thanks, years and a Marconi Award today. Very huge accomplishment, you guys. Congratulations. Thanks, Grant. Job done. Off you go.